0: And I saw John and Nancy Sauter come in late. They're moving back to the Carolinas, July 1st. So be sure and love on them and, and hug them. This is maybe our last chance. So be sure and do that after service. When Pastor and Nancy started coming here, Sharon and I went out to lunch with them one day. And I said, you know, this is a little odd because you're always going to be my pastor. But now that you're coming to Emmanuel, I'm your pastor. And I'm not sure how that works, you know. But it's been working pretty well. So give my pastor a wonderful welcome. Would you do that?
1: It's great to be under Pastor Mike. I feel safe. I can take him all my problems, and now he can solve my problems. I don't have to listen to his problems. Do so I have an appointment with you at two on Tuesday? it will be fine.
0: Good. I have to dismiss the children. First or fifth grade, go.
1: Okay. This is called the great escape right here. I don't mind the children walking out. When I see 12 adults running out, I think, whoa, it's a, we're in trouble today. All right. Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be with you again and to talk on the subject of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And you know, there is a verse in the Bible that ties right And This is Father's Day. And you know, you'll only find God mentioned as the Father in the Old Testament maybe two or three times. That word Father is reserved for the New Testament when the Lord said, I've come to manifest the Father to you. And that was the major revelation that Jesus Christ gave in the New Testament of God that He was a Father. A brand new word. The, the Jews that weren't used to our Father Abraham, our Father Abraham, but not got God our Father. You find out once, maybe twice, no more than three times, it was safe for Christ to give that revelation. Now, in keeping with today and in keeping with our subject. If you'll take your Bibles, please, and turn to Luke chapter 24. And you will see our Lord instructing the disciples just before his ascension back to heaven. And in verse 45, it says, And he, Jesus, opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written... And thus it was necessary for the Christ, O oh Messiah, to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in, the na- in His name to all nations. We saw some of that this morning. Beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Now, here's your Father's Day message leading into the subject that we've been sharing with you. Behold... I send the promise of my what? Again, say Father, Father. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, not in you, upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Acts chapter 1, please. Our Lord again, just before His ascension. Verse 4. And being assembled together with Him, our Lord Jesus and His resurrection body, He commanded them, not suggested, not indicated, not said, put this in your day or in the next month or two where He gives some attention to this, please. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me. So the Lord Jesus had received from the Father a promise from the Father relating to the exact specific work of the Holy Spirit, which we are talking about this morning and have for the last two weeks and will next week. But wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. What promise? For John the baptizer truly baptized you with water, but that was a symbol. But you should be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And of course that took place not many days from now, ten days later. And uh, and for just the fulfillment of that, and I'll cheat a little bit, Acts chapter 2 for the fulfillment, and chapter 2 verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So the promise of the Father had related to the Holy Spirit and His fullness, and that took place ten days later. Now we'll pray and we'll enter the Word of God today. And I want to thank Robin, and what Robin said was exactly true. Uh, his word his precious word was emphasized by by Martin Luther and I want you to know that every Christian ever born again uh, since 1517 owes a great debt to Martin Luther who gave us back justification by faith and denominations may vary in strength and truth and wisdom after they get going a hundred years but we all owe him a debt for that and so we thank God for that also uh, for the promise of the Father which is taught in his word now Lord this is your hour this is the son's hour this is the spirit's hour this is not fellowship at Emmanuel hour not Murdoch hour this is your hour you've appointed this time to be you've ordained circumstances so that these people are here in this place in one spirit in one accord with one mind now Lord magnify your son show the work of the spirit which is to magnify him that we might be filled with him for your glory in Jesus name amen now just a little bit of review quickly we have in front and back uh, i will go right through we're talking about being filled with the spirit which is essential for the christian life it's not a, a luxury it's not something for eager beavers a few christian eager beavers this is standard for all god's children yes and i showed you last week in paul's conversion two weeks ago and these are the evidences of Paul's conversion, truly saved on the road to Damascus. No one disputes it. But I raised the question that got me off dead center. Once I, I mean, indisputably, Paul is saved on the road to Damascus, even called apostolically on the road to Damascus. Well, then, what in the world is happening when Ananias comes three days later, lays hands on him, and he's filled with the Holy Ghost? He was saved here, had the witness of the Spirit here. Romans 8:16. Every child of God has the Spirit. Every child of God is born of the Spirit. But not every child of God is born full of the Spirit. They can be over here. And that's Paul. his great apostolic conversion. Damascus Road experience. Incomplete. Three days later, our Lord sends in Ananias. He lays hands on him he's filled. Saved? Filled. You were saved when? How many years ago? How many weeks ago? Have you been filled yet? More than three days? You're pushing the envelope. All right. Next one. I told you about the Samaritans saved under Philip, spirit-filled preacher. Next one, please. And look what we find. It takes how long for the Word of God to get from Samaria by word of mouth down to Jerusalem. They send Peter and John back up to minister to them. They were saved, well saved under Philip. A few weeks later at the most, Peter and John come down, lay hands on them, and they're filled with the Holy Spirit a few weeks later. Now, I could go on, and I will some, indicating to you that the general pattern is saved, filled, saved, filled. It might be with, be with Cornelius, who I'll not talk about today. With Cornelius, it was saved, filled, and spoken tongues almost in the same moment. Acts chapter 10. We believe the Word of God, including the book of Acts, is to be embraced, owned, understood, along with the epistles, and go on with God. There's not some book thrown out to one side for some period of time that's long gone, and it's now nothing more than a scriptural relic for present-day believers. It is a everyday now in our hearts book, all right? Now, I spoke briefly about and I'll come back to this more next week. Could you give it the different evidences of being filled with the Spirit? And I'm just going to let you see them now because I've got other things I want to say. But you'll find when people are filled with the Spirit in the book of Acts that there are many things that could happen. Not all that could happen is recorded in the Word of God. You'd have a book five miles long for all I know. And so our Lord gave us a slice of indicatory evidences ...of what happens when people are filled with the Spirit. They could speak in tongues. They may witness with far more boldness. In Acts 17, the Lord says, I'm not going to tell you what it is... ...because I can't tell you all the things I can do when someone's filled with the Spirit. Uh, You could be healed like Paul. And Cornelius spoke in tongues. Acts 13, 52. They were filled with joy in the Holy Spirit. They may have had holy laughter. If you've ever heard it, you'll start laughing right along with them. Because it's a thing of God. It's not a ha-ha, Bob Hope joke. It is a divine joy from heaven, and God may give that... In Acts 19, you'll find that when they were filled, they spoke in tongues and prophesied. In Romans 8, 16, they have the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not get laryngitis. If he can tell you that you're saved, he can tell you that you're filled. And his Spirit can bear witness with you with great peace and flood you with it. You may not have any other external evidence at that time. But there are many ways he lets you know. He does not get laryngitis, nor is he trapped, quote, into any one of these. He's this plus more. So it's like a candy in a, in a candy shop. You go in and taste a few. You can't get the whole thing. you you die if you got the whole thing. And so we have different evidence. I'll come back to more of that next week. Now, the steps to fullness. Where are you this morning? Everybody in this room is on one of these steps. Or you might be off one of the steps. Let's get the steps on. Uh, we're starting off with every steps to being filled with the Spirit. First of all, to know that you've repented and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ you're a Christian, you've been born again. I didn't say you were a church member. My dad preached for two years riding a horse in western Canada for a four or five church circuit every Sunday afternoon. He wasn't even saved yet. So what in the world was he doing out there? Because he knew the gospel was true. He knew people should understand it, but it never hit home with him yet. It was mental affirmation that this was true. We should spread it. Two years later, reading John 1, eight and nine, saw that God had never come into his life, got down on his knees in his little study out there in the country, got converted and began preaching something that was live to him. So that, make sure you're saved. I love the Lord Jesus. He's in charge of my life. I am his son. I'm his daughter, reveling in the fact that I'm in his family. All right, number one. If you're not there, you're down here. Okay, please get on the screen today. Don't be off the screen. Please get on the screen. And also the back. Please get on the screen. Front and back. Okay. Some people are just playing off the screen. You know (laughs) what I mean? don't be off the screen get on the screen alright secondly do you see be filled with the spirit of God be, see the fullness of the spirit in the word of God makes no difference because I don't believe it tomorrow once you see it in the word it's in the word America can go America can come makes no difference I see it in the word that's where it starts that's where Robin's father saw and regardless of what happened he proceeded number three do you see the fullness is for you It's not for Billy Graham only and the New York campaign and David Livingston and other great missionaries and Pastor Mike and the elders. It's for you because you're a member of the body of Christ. and He wants every member of his body filled with his spirit. Every cell in your body has got life in it. It's got monasterial life a Murdoch life a Smith life. It's got your life in it. Every cell in your body has got life in it. If it doesn't, it drops off dead. Now, you're a member of the body of Christ. When you're saved, he wants you full. You are hungry to be filled if you come to that point. Blessed are they which are hungry and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. And when I give out and you have given out to you a little homework sheet, take you half an hour. If you're hungry to be filled and you haven't done this, how hungry can you be? Do you want, you want, do you want to know about the person that's going to fill you with himself, with himself? This little sheet, it gives you a biblical basis for it. And you can get them from the ashes on the way out if you don't have them. Just, I mean, it's like, if I'm going to learn to play baseball, I might find out what a glove is, and a bat is and a ball is. So this goes with it. Now, God will meet your heart first and your head later, but this is good to have your head right so your heart is prepared from the Word of God. Okay? Do you, are you going to be filled? Do you know He will fill you? I know He will fill me. That's faith. Not I hope, think, or wish. I know when I pray He will fill me with the Spirit and I will know it. That's faith. Now, you may be on any one of these steps. Praise the Lord. Keep on coming. You may have great hunger, but you may not have faith. But if he made you hungry, he's trying to give you the invitation to be filled. So draw your faith from the fact that he's put hunger within you. It came from him. Therefore, that's his invitation to come here. If I invited you to home, to our house for lunch or dinner, and I saw you coming up the sidewalk, I would not say to Nancy, lock the door, honey. Here they come. That's not why I invited you. The invitation is an indication and a substantiation that I want you to come as a guest to our home. And God's hunger to you is His invitation. Now you've got to believe that He will fill you when you do it. Don't lose hunger. Keep on coming. Hunger is not an end in itself, it's to lead to that. Now that's your background, and that's what we check on. Every one of you is on one of those steps. And every one of you can come up, and some of you are off the screen. You get on the screen today, repent, and believe. Now we're going to enter to me, which is the most astounding thing. and studying this in my life and with the Lord Jesus Christ there are many mysteries. God and man together in one body? Yeah. God and man in one person? Yeah. I mean, that, that's got a million mysteries we'll never understand. But, what is revealed is for us to understand. And therefore we go to the things that are revealed. Scripture says the secret things are reserved unto God. But the things that are revealed are for us and for our children. Now, please look. We worship a triune God, three in one God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All equal, all co-eternal, all co-powerful, all co-everything. They exist as three persons in one expressed by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, next. I want you to see Christ is the Son of God, therefore he's full deity. Hebrews 1.8, God is speaking, the Father. But to the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever. God, the Father, calls God the Son, God. And the next time a Jehovah Witness comes to your door, smile and be gracious and be kind. I don't go to any verse they want me to, I go right to Hebrews 1.8. Because Christ is not God to them. He's a n- notch below. So I said, well, and I use that. I have their own, their own dialogue. I have their own Greek New Testament interlinear. I can't just pick up the Greek and read it, but I can do okay with it interlinear. And I say, look, here's your own book. Is, is Christ equal to God? No. Here's your own book. The Father speaking, saying, but he, God, says to the Son, your throne, O God, is forever. Now, if the Father calls the Son God, don't you think we ought to? Don't you think, well, I'm not trying to be smart, I just show them. They don't know what to do. How can you know what to do? And the verse is looking in the face. Christ, full deity. Hebrews 1.8. Also next. Christ is the Son of Man, fully human, born of Mary. 1 Timothy 2.5. For there is one mediator, or go-between, between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Deity. Now, we evangelicals fight for his deity, and we have to, because the liberals will take that away and make him just a man. Evangelicals need to grasp his humanity and not lose that, because he's not fully human. He doesn't understand you or me, nor can he die for humans. Both are intrinsically essential and co-essential for knowing who he is and why he came. All right? Third, Christ Jesus is, therefore... The God-man, Romans 1, 3, and 4, which I won't read, but it says he is, uh, he's a, a d- declared to be the Son of God with power from the seed of David. Both of them, his deity and his humanity, locked into Romans 2, 4. Now, this is just, you know, theology 101, but let's get that straight because today theology is like, what? Tell me how to keep my guppy happy. Preach on four ways to get rid of your locusts or something like that. But you need this basis in our hearts and lives to know what we're doing why we believe. All right, now... Take a look at this. Our Lord Jesus was an eternity forever. He didn't begin in Bethlehem. His humanity began in Bethlehem. His humanity began in Bethlehem. He didn't begin. His humanity did. And he was forever with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in the triune the existence of the fellowship of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost forever and ever, from eternity past to eternity future. But when the time came and the Father thought of our salvation, and the Son bought our salvation, and the Spirit brought our salvation, thought, bought, brought. In the conclaves of heaven, and in that sacred, unspeakable fellowship between the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, they decreed that they would indeed seek the salvation of people like you and me. So our Lord Jesus comes down from eternity into time. He takes upon himself human nature through Mary, conceived by the Holy Ghost. He then proceeds through life, being raised by his mother. Mary could not know he was God. How would you as a mother raise God? She couldn't know. He, couldn't, he wouldn't tell her. She, all she knew is this, this is something that's absolutely special. This might be Messiah. Might Who knows? She put these things in her heart. How in the world do you think, yeah, I'm raising God? Are you kidding? Impossible. But she knew something absolutely miraculous had happened. And our Lord lived his life out. And we pick him up, our Lord's life, as he begins his public ministry. And we're going to read now in Luke 3. Let's turn there, please. Luke 3. 23. And our Lord goes out to John the Baptist to be baptized. I won't go into that aspect of it. Continue by it. When all the people, Luke 3, 21. When all the people were baptized under John the baptizer, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heavens was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. It then goes on to a genealogy, and the story picks up right in the next chapter, verse chapter 4, verse 1. Please notice, we'll go from 22, and the story continues in Luke 4 1. And the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove epi uh, coming upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son. The Holy Ghost came on him in 22. Look at four. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, when did that happen? When did that happen? At his baptism? Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit in his humanity at the time of his baptism he did not begin his public ministry until he had been filled with the Holy Spirit in his humanity and he was God the Son hello where does that leave me well, oh, I don't think I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, really? Then you must be a notch above God. You must be a notch above Jesus. And the Lord's inviting us, not clubbing us. This is an opportunity. This is an invitation. This is an application. This is... I don't have words. This is incredible. That the same Holy Spirit that fell upon Jesus and filled him in his humanity wants to come upon us and fill our humanity. And this he commanded, don't leave Jerusalem until it happened. You know, there was a day in my Christian life when I thought activity was spirituality. And there was a day when Dwight O'Mooney thought the same thing he made, Dwight L. Moody, when he started the Sunday school in Chicago, one day, he made a special effort one day. He made 1,000 visits in one day. Now listen, they went out of the suburbs. <laughs> side by side by side. That still takes some doing. Dwight L. Moody was a great administrator. And he zinged through city block. after city block he made 1,000 visits in one day. <laughs> Seeing people. Probably a two-minute visit. God finally got a hold of him. And two young, two ladies, Mrs. Snow and Mrs. White, came to his great big Chicago Tabernacle, and he got through preaching, and they came up to him after he's through. We had hundreds of people come to know the Lord, and they came up to him after the meeting. And they put their hand on him, and he never let a woman touch him. But old Mrs. Snow and Mrs. White, old Methodist ladies, old shouting kind of Methodist ladies, they had something to shout about. She put her hand on him. And she said, "Young man." don't you ever preach again except in the power of the Holy Ghost. And he's a success already. And he was was not comfortable when the women were there in his services and he was comfortable when they weren't there because they disturbed his spirit. He went home and told his wife and she says, you know honey, they're right. Oh, it's tough when your wife agrees with other people. (laughs) Then he went to Boston, he preached again and he said, a man came up to him after the service with that same deadly look. It wasn't the word deadly, that's my word. That same awesome look. And he said, young man, when you preach, you preach in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's twice now, in two cities. Long story short, read his Life, Bush of by Ellsworth Day. The time came when God met him up in the room. He was walking down the street, and God was so pulling with him, his heart, that he... He knew somebody in the neighborhood. He went up and knocked on the door. And the lady knew him. Oh, Mr. Moody, what are you doing? Could I use a room? Do you have a room I can be by myself? And she said, yes, come in. Up he goes to that room. And he stayed there. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. Came back down. That was the beginning. The beginning for him. The beginning of Iris Sankey, the great song leader, and everybody else. On a different level. Now, I point out to you and to myself, and don't forget, my background is not this. If you're here today, this is not my background. I'm a Baptist. If you'll follow far enough back, you'll find some good Baptists, but not in my era. F.B. Meyer for openers and a few more. Charles Burge is not too bad. A mere 5,000 people in his congregation today when nobody knew about mega churches. So don't think this is something my old, old traditional background. I had to fight my way into this over my doubts and over my fears and over other stuff. Because I had determined I'll follow the truth. I don't like it. it it's going to crowd me. My friends are saying, what's going on with Murdoch? He's off the cliff. Da-da-da. You have to decide what you're going to do. Whether it's Granny or Grampy or Uncle Joe or Reverend so-and-so or Dr. whatever. You've got to decide whether they're, they're, they're more authoritative than this. Then you've got to decide if you're hungry enough. Then you've got to decide whether you're going to obey God or not. Don't miss His divine invitation. This is not a suggestion. I'm going to say something. You will never fulfill, never, the purposes that God has for your life unless you're filled with the Spirit. I didn't say you didn't have life. I didn't say you weren't going to go to heaven. I didn't say your sins weren't forgiven. I've prayed with parents that have little babies that stop growing and they were three months old I've been with parents whose children didn't develop after age 12 they were their children they had life in them and they loved them and they loved their parents but they never could fulfill the hopes and aspirations that their mom and dad had for them I'm going to say again if you're not filled with the spirit and growing on you will never fulfill the reasons and purposes that God has for you that's why this is not a suggestion it's a command he will not club you into it he will not kidnap you the Holy Spirit is a dove not a vulture he draws he woos, he inclines, he invites he does not kidnap or drag and he leaves us this great opportunity of seeking his fullness and knowing that he will, this is his idea, not mine not yours, it's his idea so He's going to make it real to you when you meet the conditions to be filled. It can be met today, next week, or whatever. It's up to you. You saw the steps. And so there we are. This is a, And again, what I'm talking about is a Calvary purchased gift. You're not going to earn it. You didn't earn salvation. You're not going to earn fullness. There are conditions to be saved. Repent and believe. That doesn't get you points. That doesn't give you points. That is prudential action. The most prudent thing you can do is to repent and believe. When you walk on the street and a cement truck's coming 60 miles an hour and you step off the curb, you don't get points for stepping back on the curb. I mean, that's just prudential action. So it is repentance and faith. Then he gives you the gift of eternal life in his Son. Being filled with the Spirit is a Calvary purchase, already purchased for you. What are the conditions? Hungry, see it in the Word, believe it, No, He will fill you. Not out of condemnation, but of desire. Believing that this, you see, it's not going to make me happy, I'll be happy. This is for what He's going to get out of me. This is for His glory. The only glory God gets out of me is the glory God puts in me. And so He wants to put His life within the framework and the... the, the vessel of your human body, so he shines on through different light, different kind, but the same essence. That's a great privilege. It's gonna be different for all, but it's the same life. Somebody say amen. amen. You won't ruin the meeting. If you say amen. All right now look. Say so well if I were no wonder Jesus lived like he did. He's God. Of course he was God. But hear me now. Our Lord's whole life on earth. was lived as a man dependent on the Holy Spirit. I'm going to repeat that. Listen now. Our Lord Jesus' whole earthly ministry was lived as a man fully dependent on the Holy Spirit, not on His power all prerogatives as God the Son, the second person of the Trinity. He lived as a man dependent totally on the power of the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He laid aside, not His deity, he laid aside the privileges of using his deity as God the Son and came and had his humanity lived filled with the Holy Spirit so he could live and minister dependent on the Holy Spirit just like we can do. You think on it. So that all well-meaning excuses, well, he was God, I can't live like that. Of course you couldn't. If you're God, because no one's God but God. No one's God the Son but Jesus. But because he came as a man to die for men, man, he also came as a man to be filled with the Holy Spirit as man... Depend on the Spirit so that as He gave us the example living experience of living out in this life by the power of the Holy Ghost, so we with access to the same Spirit may live out by that life the power of the Holy Spirit. He had the Spirit without measure, we have it by measure. But the principle is the same. So that there's no excuse for me if I'm I'm taught, and believe me, I'm 30, whatever, 30-some years into Christian life before I know this even exists. And if you're here today ahead of that, God bless you, you're going to be ahead of me by a score of years or more. Hallelujah. Now, let's take a look at our Lord's life, all right? He was dependent on the Spirit for his physical body. And the angel says to Mary, the ho- power of the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the Almighty shall, be, shall overshadow you, and that Holy One which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. He depended on the Holy Spirit for his body. He couldn't even get into this world humanly Without the power of the Holy Ghost to create his body for him to live in. That's why Scripture says in the book of Psalms, A body hast thou prepared for me, O God. And he was dependent on the Holy Ghost. Now look, Jesus said, it says, By him were all things created, and without him was not anything created that was made. Speaking of Jesus, do you think Christ couldn't have created a body? He was the executive officer in the creation of the whole world. You don't think he could have created a body and go moved in himself outside the womb of Mary? Apart from the power of the Holy Ghost, the answer is, yeah, don't be timid. Yes. Say it again. Yes. Thank you so much. But he's teaching us from, from, from the get-go, please, I'm not trying to be unreverent, that his, he, he, the first moment in this world, he's dependent on the Holy Ghost. Next. He was filled with the Spirit in his human body before he began ministering. Luke 30, 21 and 22, which we looked about. He went down and got baptized to show what other men should do. And while he's praying, he says, Father, now the Holy Ghost drops on him like a dove, settles on him. John the baptizer sees it. Luke 4, 1, and he being filled with the Spirit, when was he filled? That was baptism. You could have been filled in, in your front room. You could be filled in your car. You can be filled with... It's not a matter of where. It's what and who. And he's not going to enter his ministry whatsoever. And I want to tell you how long I was the minister before this even dawned on my brain. No one taught me. If it did, it went over my head. There's a time and a timing in our Christian life. And this is a timing for many of you here today. This is a timing for you. Good news for you. There's a time when God's plans for you coalesce and the lines cross. And you've gone far enough in your Christian life and you've never heard much before. And we're making as clear as God's trying to make it clear to me at least, to make it clear to you. It's a time in your life to step in, move up and believe and say, God, take over and fill me. I've been 30 years a Christian. I haven't been filled yet. My goodness, I was ordained and preaching 10 years down the road and I didn't know the fullness of the Holy Ghost. I was saved and people were being converted here and there. But to know this, I was a stranger. And so you cannot be farther behind than I was. This is an invitation. This is not condemnation. This is an invitation. This is come up higher, brother. Come up to Calvary purchases. Come up to... Listen, there's too many Christians living on the right side of Calvary and the wrong side of Pentecost. And I'm not talking tongues. I'm talking about the fullness of the Holy Ghost poured out. And for years, I'm in between Calvary and and, and Pentecost. Loved Jesus, served tracts, preached, witnessed, all that good stuff. But this had not yet happened in my life. And God, in this timing like it's timing with you. I know, I know, I'm not just standing here blowing smoke this morning. I'm not standing here blowing smoke this morning. As sure as you sit in those chairs, some of you know, and I don't even have to tell you, you know right now you should be filled with the Holy Ghost today. I'm not going to coerce it. You ask anybody I talked about fullness, you, have to, you almost have to fight murder to, get in, to be filled almost. Because I'm going to ask you the questions that you all have in your heart. Is your heart full? Come on along. If you believe in God, come on along. Take over, Lord. Someone say amen. amen. Thank you. Don't kill the meeting. Please and thank you. All right. Being filled with the Holy Ghost, he was led by the Spirit. Luke 4 1. And he being filled with the Holy Ghost was led by the Spirit into the, temp- into the desert to be tempted by the devil. You have to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you get more temptations, not less. <laughs> because you have more Spirit, then they don't like that. More, not less. But you're not alone. He being filled with the Holy Ghost was led. How many people need to be led by the Spirit? How many people want to learn to know his voice? And know that was his voice after all. And learn to be led by God. This is part of our Lord Jesus dependent as a man on his being led by the Holy Spirit. Next. His preaching was by the Spirit. Luke 4.18. He stands up in his first service in the synagogue in Nazareth. And they liked his the service so much they said, let's kill him. That was a great response to your first sermon. How much preaching would you do after that? That doesn't sound very seeker friendly church he was in that day. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach. His preaching was by the Holy Ghost. Not in the power of God the Son that he was, second person of the Trinity, authority, second person of the Trinity, but leaning as a man dependent on the person and work of the Holy Ghost. Next. He delivered, his deliverance healing ministry by the Spirit. Matthew 12, 28. When he turns to his criticizers, who eventually will kill him, he said, If I, by the Spirit of God, cast out spirits, you will know the kingdom of God has come upon you. His deliverance, his healing ministry, was by the power of the Spirit. As a man dependent on the Holy Spirit, like we all can be and should be and, and will be. Next. Huh. How do you think he endured Calvary? The rejection. The forsaking of his disciples. The physical brutality. And which you can never put into a movie and you never can put into a book. Nobody, nobody, nobody can describe the interior spiritual abandonment by the Father when our sins fell on him. Nobody but Jesus knows that. How did he ever come through? Hey. How much more shall the blood of Christ who offered himself up by the eternal spirit cleanse our hearts and minds and consciences when he, how much more shall the blood of Christ when he offered himself up by the eternal spirit? Incredible. Incredible. Next. His resurrection was by the Spirit. If the Spirit of Him, Romans eight eleven, if the Spirit of Him that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, again, if the Spirit of Him who, the Holy Ghost, if the Spirit of Him, the Holy Ghost, who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised Christ Jesus from the dead shall quicken or give life to your mortal body. His resurrection was by the Spirit. Next. Even after His resurrection, He's given instructions to the disciples about the Great Commission, about the promise of the Father, and it says, when he, after He had, by the Holy Spirit, given commandment to the disciples, He ascended. So it covers at, le- at least His time after the resurrection when He's instructing them for 40 days. He still dependent on the Holy Ghost. Now, dear, dear friends today, You've seen Paul. You've seen those early Samaritan Christians. And now, if there be an exclamation point, and there is, this is Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, coming to earth as a man, sinless, to be the tool of the Father and the instrument of the Holy Spirit by being totally dependent on the Holy Spirit to live his life and minister while he was here. That's the good news. The good news for unbelievers is repent and believe. The good news for Christians who have the Spirit is to, in some cases, repent and be filled. Or just come and be filled. But understand that. Understand. This is your privilege. Calvary purchased. Every one of you are on one of those steps I showed you. Thank God you keep coming right up. We're going to give an invitation here in a moment. I'm going to close in one minute. And there are many needs here. We've got prayer teams arranged here. and Some of you need prayer for healing. and Some of you need some counseling. Some need encouragement. These folks will be here to help you. Praise God. They're here. But I want only those to come to me who have never been filled before and have questions of faith to be filled. That does not make me special. It's just where my heart is this morning. There's some wonderful people that have got far more faith than I do in this church. And I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. But right now, that's where my heart is. And they, they love you, and they'll pray for you in any way you need. But I want to be right here and listen to you as God leads. And I'm not here to give you a quiz. I'm here to help you. I'm here to... You know, There's some of you, I'm going to say it again. Everywhere I go, people come to me and they'll say, you know, I've been prayed for three times to be filled, and nothing's happened. And I say, then fine. Don't have anybody else pray for you, including me. Until. Why is it happening? Why run them through that again? Their faith has gone out the window. So I go back to my little steps to find out where they are spiritually. Then they find out where they are. Then they know why it hasn't happened or why it can't happen or whatever else. And well, and some people get filled that way. They get filled on the faith of somebody else. All I'm saying is I want to be a helper to you, if I can be, of reality, of wherever you are. Wherever you are is fine. There are no passing grades this morning, just seeking hearts. No passing grades, seeking hearts. That's all. Is that good enough? Say yes. yes. It is. Let's pray. Father, this is Your hour and the hour to glorify Your Son. Thank You for every person in this room. Thank You for they're lost and hate the service. God bless them. Thank You if they come in and they're bored stiff. Praise God. Thank You if they come in and say, I don't believe this stuff. Praise God. Thank You if they're here saying, Lord, I need more of You. Praise God. For those who've been filled in the past and gone dry, God bless them. For those, Lord, who are baby seekers waiting for Your good word today, bless them. In Jesus' name, I'm going to stand down here and, and the prayer teams, Brother Pastor Mike, i let them take over here now. Prayer teams come take their positions for those that want to be praying. And you know, this is a great place of fellowship. Maybe you can keep your talking down to kind of whispering if we're, if we're trying to deal with people at the front, because I don't like to shout the gospel to anybody. I don't like to shout fullness to anybody. I like to talk to them about it, okay? And so I'd be a real gift to us today and to the Lord if you can keep your fellowshiping level down. Fellowship, but keep it quiet. And those who need help, are going to come. Those who want prayer, come. Pastor Mike, I turn it back over to you to uh, close any way you see fit.
0: Robin, why don't you lead us in a song as they do that. And Pastor, will go right down front in the middle here. All the prayer teams, if you'll come to the side for people who want prayer for those things, come to the sides. As Pastor has instructed, for those who would like to be filled with the Spirit first time, questions, come right to the center. Let's stand, and Robin will lead us in a closing song. Come as the song is being sung.
1: say a word or two, please. Uh, if you were like I was, I was afraid of the Holy Ghost. You said, Holy Ghost, I'd jump. I really was At first, I was, I was nervous. But the Lord said, when I go away, I'm going to send you another comforter. He's just like I am. And we don't fear the Lord except in a respectful, healthy way, the Lord Jesus. He's our friend and comforter, our shepherd. And the Holy Spirit has come to be just like him. So the invitation is to the great friend and co-worker with the Lord Jesus who's come to take his place. So don't be timid. Don't be afraid. I'm not here to rattle the bushes and make you come. And sometimes I get energetic when I present. Please do not take that as... I hope you don't take it as anything less than intensity and earnestness for you. And it may not feel very friendly, so forgive me if it hadn't felt friendly. But that's just how I operate, so forgive me. And if you come now and break on through, just if even to ask a question. Come and ask a question. If that's as far you're going. God bless you. We're not here to kidnap, push, press, or do anything except help you to the level of your desire. And it can't be any friendlier than that. As well as our brothers and sisters here at the front. Now, see Robin, play that again, and you step right out if you're interested. Have a question or any desire. Come right along. Holy Spirit. i Folks, we're we done here as far as the public part goes. And Bert Hollander here. If you'll come with me, please. God bless you. For the pastor, Mike, thank you. And.